The Digital Gumbo Podcast contains language that some may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised. Well, now we're done with that shit. Let's start the show. For the victory lap, though. Whoa, whoa. They ain't never seen nothing like this before. Lit the room when I came through the front door. Ask me if I should suffer, come work for. Train in the trees, please, one my sycamore. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Digital Gumbo Podcast. I'm your host, Nookie Bishop Jr. Thanks so much for joining us. As Billy Holiday once said, what a difference a day makes. 24 little hours. It feels like the weight of the world has been lifted off the collective backs, necks, and other body parts of the United States of America. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host with the co-most, T. Petty and Adris Elbow. T. Petty, how you feeling today? We're filming this or taping this on Wednesday, January 20th, 2021, Inauguration Day. We got a new president, a new vice president, and a new administration. We do. I'm feeling quite black today. Quite black. Thank you very much. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling good, you know, um, everything's working well. Got y'all on my new computer. You're sounding crisp and pristine. The audio just sounds wonderful. So, yeah, I'm good. I'm feeling fortunate. And, um, you know, we'll see what happens with these mega millions and Powerball jackpots tonight. But uh, I'm feeling good. I appreciate you checking in on me and and asking about me. That's much appreciated. My main man. Oh, thank you. Thank you. My main man. Dries Elbow, what's up, bro? What's going on over there? What's up, Nook? What's up, T. Petty? This your boy, Idris Elbow, with a little bit of ash on the elbow. And Nook, you know, it's um, Inauguration Day, and uh, Kamala Harris is the Vice President of the United States of America. And, you know, all the Black women was, like, celebrating today, wearing their, like, you know, their, their pearls around their necks, and, you know, Nook, I never thought I would say this, but, man, I want a pearl necklace. I thought I'd never say that. Wait just a goddamn minute, sir. What? You- T-Petty, they're just celebrating. Everybody was wearing their pearls. Yeah. Ain't Do nothing you know wrong what? with a pearl necklace. You need to go to Urban Dictionary and look up pearl necklace. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's why I thought I'd never want one, but I was like... <laughs> <laughs> well, today I wore I uh, I couldn't find my pearl necklace, so I have on um, pearl studs because you know my customary hoops I have those on, but I do have on my pearl studs. But wait, y'all! Before we ho- hop into today, I have to issue an apology. Uh oh! Wait a minute! It's breaking. What? That, wait, wait! Is this recording? Is this thing on? Wait a minute! Is, is this... about to issue an apology? Uh oh! Here we go! Yes, ma'am. Well, the apology is not to either one of you, Negroes. Oh. But it is to our listening audience. So last time we recorded, I was pissed off, right? And yes, I think I called Mango Unchained like a fat bitch or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. That is not cool. Being fat is not a character flaw. My bad. I should not have said that. I should have just called him a bitch because he is, but I should not have called him fat. That is wrong. So Facts, my bad, y'all, glad you corrected I, the, the, the record, T Petty. You know Thank what? You. We all got to do better in 2021. I, I like that, T Petty. That's right. leading by example. Now, when I'm wrong, I will say I'm wrong, but I won't be wrong no more. Okay. So, all right. There you now, go. We, that's, that's it for 2021. 
Okay. All right. Now we we gonna keep a scorecard. Now, now the first episode you appeared on last year, as we come up on our one year anniversary for the Digital Gumbo Podcast. I think the first episode you was on, T. Petty, you said you was not worried about the coronavirus. We know how that That's went. Right. I did, okay. and I apologize for that too. So that was my apology for twenty twenty. Okay, that's so I'm twenty. Right on, I'm right on, right on pace. One time per year. Gotcha. And you apologize for calling orange fat. Okay, I'm I'm keeping a little book. Like I I killed Cindy McCain, so I apologize for that. So I mean, when I do wrong shit, I'm like I felt. Bad. I was like the late Cindy McCain. I was like Cindy McCain not dead. I apologize. She is a very much alive and well. So I, I apologize for that. So there it is. We taking the well, high well, road. I'm, I'm I'm so wrong so often that I I, I lose count. So I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't backtrack. I'll keep count for you, bro. You thank, are thank you. between me and your wife. You ain't got to worry about it. We have you. to have that's, a whole that's, show that's what I like call support. We'd have to have a whole show where Dries was wrong. Be like, okay, 76, 77. <laughs> All right, sir. Well, that's the end of the show, everyone. Next time he might get it right. All right, everybody's in a good mood, so that's what's up. Um, woke up this morning, turned on uh, the various news networks. Uh, they said that Cheeto was running 45 minutes out the door, blah, 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 got in the helicopter and went to Andrews, did what he had to do. And then the adults took over. I guess that's when the $500,000 of deep cleaning at the White House probably began the minute he went out the door. So uh, our resident political expert, T. Petty, take us through the day, what you saw, your impressions and everything with the inauguration of Joseph uh, Robinette Biden Jr. and our vice president, uh, Kamala Harris, uh, inauguration day for the Biden administration. So I opted not to pay any attention to that bitch when he was leaving. So while he was doing that, I was on a Peloton getting myself together, prepping for inauguration. So um, it was who? Cool. So y'all know we've been to a couple of inaugurations in person for uh, Barack Obama. The, the of course, circumstances are completely different. So normally we would have been down on the mall somewhere or at the very least we would have gotten together. We'd all be probably somewhere drunk right now because we've been partying all day. We couldn't do that today. However, I think that um, Joseph Robinette Biden struck the perfect tone with his speech. Um, I still think he's much too charitable toward those motherfuckers. How and ever, he struck all the right tones. He talked about all the challenges that are ahead, all the work that has to be done. He was looking ahead and not behind. He was ready to get to work. I appreciated that. I appreciated um, their inclusion of people like the brother from the Capitol Police Force that basically saved America's ass like we always do. Brother Eugene. Yeah. Eugene Goodman. Eugene Goodman is the uh, acting deputy sergeant at arms for the Senate, I do believe. Yes. Um, so. Kudos to him. I mean, the fashions, forever first lady Michelle Obama, flawless, head to toe. I was feeling the monochromatic looks from the ladies. That was looking real good. I believe Joseph had on purple label, if I'm not mistaken. He looked good. He had on his, his little aviators. I supported it. Um, of course, it was much shorter than we're used to, obviously, for security reasons. But I was really pleased with how everything came off. 
um, I just love seeing like the inclusion of all different kinds of people, even the ones I don't agree with. Did not appreciate Ted Cruz and Kevin McCarthy and those motherfuckers being there. They mm. should have been banished somewhere to the rocks that they crawled out from under. Um, so fuck See, Patty, that goes back to your comment about just uh, uh, Joe Biden being gracious to let them jokers be there after everything they did. He invited them to church with him. I'm surprised the damn church is still standing because it should have burst into flame as soon as those bitches walked in. But <laughs> he invited them to church. He, he everything that he's doing, A, is not just about politics is really who he is. Everybody has been saying this the time that he's been in the public eye, this is who he is. And it is just such a deep and sharp contrast to the fuckery and bullshit that we have had to endure for the past five years. So everybody complaining like, yeah, nothing's gonna change. Fuck all that, things are changing. Actual adults are in charge that have functioning brain cells that aren't trying to kill us. So I appreciate it. And did y'all notice that, of course, they set the tone wearing the mask and the Republicans fell right the fucking line. All those bitches had on masks and they haven't worn masks in public in like political gatherings in months. That's just weak as fucking water. But I appreciate the fact that there is some actual leadership back in the White House tonight. That's what's up. That's what's up. Look, it can't get no worse. It can only get better. So, hey, uh, hey, hey, calm down with that. President Don't Biden is setting that. the right tone. We got nowhere to go but up, I think, at this point on several fronts. But we'll, don't tempt fate, please. Okay, I'll take that back. Uh, we're on an upward trajectory. How about that? Did that sound amen? Okay, okay, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Now, Drees, we know that you was watching, man. What'd you see? And, you know, what's uh, the tidbits? Uh, I missed a little bit of it. I was uh, working for the most part. I'll catch it on uh, highlights and whatnot. But what did you see as far as the uh, whole inauguration is concerned? And, uh, you know, what are your top three takeaways or whatever observations as well from, from everything that went on uh, on inauguration day? Yeah, so I was watching all day. And uh, I'm, I'm going to start from the, from the kind of last part I saw and then work my way back to the beginning. So the first thing was um, having Joe Biden sit at the resolute desk, right? Like that was, and then sign those like executive orders, like repealing all the stuff with Trump. And of course he was sitting there behind the resolute desk with a mask on. And they had to remark about that. Like that's the first time we seen a president sit behind a resolute desk with a mask on. So that was, that was just amazing to see that. And then um, as you as you go back, I was really like just struck by the actual ceremony, the inauguration. And when you think about it, just seeing all the different folks represented there. And what was the um, the, the sister who was a natural uh, national poet laureate for the United States? That sister, I, I forgot her name, but she was amazing. Um, and, um, just seeing that and hearing her speak was amazing. And then, um, you know, also just looking at the, the kind of pageantry of it, of it all, like, mm -hmm. you know, usually when I see like American flags and stuff draped like that, I, I worry about that sometimes, right? Because that, that image and symbolism has been co-opted by the right and by the far right and extremists and white supremacists 
to kind of represent something negative, but then to see it in its true light of bringing everybody together and unity, that was something that was really special to me. So those are the three things, you know, from seeing him behind the Resolute desk, to seeing the, the different speakers and the diversity, to just seeing the pageantry of everything under the flag, but in a way that really represents equality and freedom. Gotcha. And I didn't want to interrupt you, but uh, the young sister, the poet's name is Amanda Gorman. So shout out to her for yes, uh, Amanda her Gorman. talents uh, today. 22 years old. But, Did she oh, look like a little baby, off. though? Like, she, like, I'm talking about that sister was fierce. But when yeah. she first came up there, I was like, whoo, that sister is young. I mean, we get started early in excellence this year. I know. know. That's amazing. That's right. That's so, right. I forgot the, the main contrast. The, the backdrop of where inauguration takes place, where it always does. A week ago, well, two weeks ago, we know what was happening there. All those inbred races run, running around like roaches and ants everywhere, desecrating everything. And for that same backdrop to be um, sort of the background for today's proceedings and the pageantry, like you said, uh, it was uh it was striking it's been a very eventful january so first riot insurrection by the racist the next wednesday uh impeachment historic second impeachment of that bitch and then today inauguration three See, wednesdays Patty, that's that's only three wednesdays in the, in the january i'm that's tired so that's a lot happening. <laughs> Three yeah, for, for the We need January to just chill out and just take off for the rest of the month. Yeah, we'll see you in February. It's good. No snow snowstorms. No, <laughs> nothing like that. We don't need no more drama January. Thank you, but we've had a quarter's worth of drama in three weeks. We good. We trying to lead that shit in 2020. So we'll see you what comes down. Hey, I just I had a couple um things I wanted to run by y'all and get y'all reactions from. So on Tuesday, the marching bands were practicing, you know, the ones that was taking place in inauguration. And it was a video of one of the marching bands playing Hit the Road Jack. It was absolutely <laughs> hilarious. I cried when I saw it. I was like, yeah, that, that was hilarious. Yeah, I did see that. That and was if, even though I know that, like, you know, they said the video, like, that's the real band, but, like, you know, they added a clip to it. But whoever did that is a that genius because it was funny. <laughs> that was some funny-ass editing. Okay, now y'all talked a little bit about the fashion, okay? What was up with Lady Gaga? I did see her with the Hunger Games brooch, that big-ass dove, and, like, she got that dress, which it may have been very fashionable, but it did look like it was coming from the Cindy Lauper girls just want to have fun um, collection. T. Patty, what did you think about Lady Gaga's get up? I thought she looked great. She did look like she was about to host the Hunger Games, but she looked good doing it. She did. Now that that pin, that was a big ass Mockingjay that she had pinned on her. But I mean, she looked good. I was feeling it. It was not my style, but I was feeling it. She looked good and she sounded good. That brooch was big as hell. I might have to get one of those for a party just to have like a conversational piece. People coming up to you, oh, I love your pen. That's excellent. Damn, she got that from the Flavor Flav collection. Um, did you, Greece, did you see the Flavor Flav collection? Did you see the brooch, bro? Wasn't that a big yeah, ass Yeah, I, I did. I, I will say when she came in, I was kind of feeling it. I was like, Lady, Lady Gaga, like, I was kind of feeling it. 
you know, this big red poopy thing, this big, I think it was the dove of peace. I don't know okay. if, this, if that's right, but I think the dove had like an olive branch in his yeah. beak, which is like an international sign of like peace or whatever. And um, so I liked it, but I was watching it with my daughter who's 11. And then when she stepped up to the mic, my daughter's like, she got a gold mic. <laughs> it was her like mic, solid gold. Yeah, her mic was gold. Her earpiece was gold too. She yeah, was everything was all gold. So I was like, go ahead, Lady Gaga. She flossing on them. And um, and so I I I enjoyed it. I, th- I thought it was I thought it was cool. It was her personality, and she she showcased it. Gotcha. Now you know who else made an appearance was uh, Garth Brooks. That man then sold more than a little bit of records, 170 million records, had his big mask on, had his big 10-gallon hat, just looked like regular, like Wrangler jeans, just went up there and did his thing. I think before the pandemic, he did um, have a residency in Las Vegas. That means you have done something in the uh, music industry. So, Drees, your country homeboy, Garth Brooks, made an appearance and sang, I believe, uh, Amazing Grace, man. Did you check that out? Oh yeah, I, I saw that, and when when Garth stepped out, I immediately saw his cowboy buckle. That was the first thing I saw. Right, he had on a yeah. He, had... he didn't got excited he's talking about Garth. Oh lord, Uh-oh. what happened? <laughs> he did. He did have a big bell buckle. Some of them um, country bell buckles is that's like the real original bling bling. You know what I'm saying? The um, guys that <laughs> like. Okay, you did, bro. Oh, there he is. Okay, you okay. back. All right, I'm back. Okay. So I, I, what I said is I sang along when Garth Brooks said sing along. That's what's up. I think it's nothing that speaks to unity like everybody singing together. Like you don't get an opportunity to sing in public together. So I sang Amazing Grace when he said sing. That's what's up. That's what's up. T. Petty, um, Garth Brooks, you know, them um, cowboy belt buckles is the real thing. That's the original bling bling. And um, some of them rodeo cowboys and professional PBR, professional bull riders, they got them big belt buckles. Would you, what was your impressions on uh, Garth Brooks? I mean, you know, he would be my first pick to sing Amazing Grace. However, he did not do bad. I think that the people that were chosen to perform um, were chosen to appeal to wide swaths of people. You had Lady Gaga, you had J-Lo, who Steve Mackey, her vocal coach, has been, vocal coach has been working miracles with her. Okay. And you had Garth Brooks, but then last night you had Yolanda Adams. Yes. And Ooh, young nurse from Detroit, um, which we need to talk about what happened last night too. So okay. Okay. mark that down. Let's not forget about that. Gotcha. We'll talk about Tuesday night. I got a couple more items I want to go to. So, you know, I got people in, New Orleans and Baton Rouge. I want to give a shout out to the designer, Christopher John Rogers, who designed Kamala's outfit. She wore purple as a nod to Shirley Chisholm, who ran for president of the United States in 1972. And dare I say that red and blue is purple. So she wore purple. T. Petty, what did you think about uh, Kamala's outfit? You talked a little bit before, but I want to give a shout out to Christopher uh, John Rogers, uh, up-and-coming designer from the Baton Rouge, Louisiana area. Um, she looked amazing. I was feeling the purple. I was curious about her not wearing a pantsuit, but I get it. But the colors I loved, and uh, those colors were present with other women, 
that were on the stage as well. Michelle Obama, who I've already referred to. Um, Jilly, Dr. Jilly Biden. Had you gotta leave Dr. Jilly alone. She a doctor. <laughs> Y'all don't play with her. She's not for play play. She knows the whole layout. So don't play with Dr. Jill. Do not. She I, I will yield blue. my time. I'm sorry. She, <laughs> she had on a lovely periwinkle blue yes. ensemble. Um, <laughs> you said ensemble. ensemble. <laughs> Yeah, but I was feeling the purple though. You know, we look good in jewel tones. Absolutely. We Absolutely. Showcase, we look nice. We definitely did. Dries, what'd you think about uh, Vice President Harris's uh, purple ensemble and, and just what was your thoughts on fashion in general? Man, so Vice President Harris looked amazing. That that color on her was just amazing. And you know, we were, um, our friends were talking about the, the cover of Vogue magazine that she did and and all that drama behind that but I think you know her coming through like this just you know just kind of representing with the fashion was was beautiful but I, I tell you one thing when my wife saw uh, Michelle Obama she's like what the what yes she yeah. came through yeah. there like like this my inauguration so I'm gonna give a shout out to Michelle because she was killing it. Head I'm talking about killing it. Head to toe. That <laughs> hair was laid. Do y'all know the term laid was trending on Twitter? Black Twitter is amazing. Now you know don't why people don't know what laid means. <laughs> mm -mm. And that, that gold belt on the on the on the red outfit was absolutely fabulous. Yeah, the uh the entire outfit is now sold out on the designer's website. So what? I, I can see that T Pay. I ain't even think about that, but I I can see why that sold out. Everybody's like, I want to look like that. We nah. gotta start to design us some outfits and send them out to free to rich people. They look good. Oh, Lord. Website ready to go <laughs> digital gumbo. Let me keep my ideas too. Now y'all know whose fashion I did not appreciate. Uh oh, whose? Bernie. Why okay, wait, wait, wait. There in that TJ Maxx coat and the mittens that his uh, his mother or not his oh. mother, Jesus, his wife made him. No, no, no. So um, Bernie's mittens was um, recycled from old sweaters, and they were made by a teacher from Vermont. So shout out to the teachers that's uh, doing the crafts on the side. Did they you just also, say Bernie's mittens? Are we Bernie's talking about Bernie, Bernie yeah. Sanders' mittens? Look, Did you see his mittens? They were on display because he was sitting up there like somebody's mean-ass old uncle, like he didn't want to be bothered with a big-ass manila envelope under his arm. Yes, so it was like 20, 30 mile an hour winds. I bet you the mittens was practical to keep them fingers together so they don't, you know, freeze up and fall off. But the you could you couldn't see the inside of the mittens. But this lady has been um, giving him mittens for like four or five years. In the inside, they line with fleece that's made from recycled plastic bottles. So I bet you them joints is warm. Look, boy, your hands will catch on fire. You wear them mittens. <laughs> no, <laughs> they would just spontaneously combust with the mittens on. We trying to do better, you know, reduce, reuse, recycle. That's how they do in the in the uh, Northeast anyway. But Wait, yes, they know. From... Was it you or producer E that sent around what Jamel Hill said about Bernie Sanders? Who was, was that you or producer E? I think it was me. What is it? I forgot. I forgot already. What did it she, say? She, it was a. I think it was a, a tweet, and it was the caption was, "If um, I don't fuck with people, 
was a person. Oh yes, <laughs> yes. Bernie, Bernie Sanders. He's sitting there all to He's himself. Sitting by himself, like. I yeah. want to know what was in that Manila envelope. Why are you clutching right. that envelope so tight? Like, why did you leave it on your desk, sir? Uh, look, I have a couple of things I'd like for you to uh, consider. Uh, I know it's your first day, and I know you know around the place. But just just consider these items uh, while you're signing. I know you'll be signing anyway. Listen, I don't care about the election. We're in the right place, but I just want to get us off on the right side. So if you could just uh, take a look at these. I have photocopies myself. These are for you. Please I have your staff look at these immediately. Bernie by his business. <laughs> and don't be Bernie looked warm in his in his coat, in his little lands in LL Bean coat. That's what was up. He's Bernie's old crotchety ass. And he he got out of there when stuff was done. They showed a, a clip of him just like leaving once <laughs> once the ceremony was done. He's like, I'm out. He should have took Ted Cruz bitch ass with him. Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy too. All the motherfuckers. Get them out of here. They didn't mm -hmm. deserve to be there. Mm -hmm. All right, T. Petty, let's do that rewind. What uh, did you see on Tuesday or a couple of days before the inauguration? So on Tuesday, I think it is <clears throat> fitting for us to note that there was a tribute at the Lincoln Memorial and at the reflecting pool for the 400,000 Americans who have died from the Rona in about well, a little bit less than a year's time. It was the first acknowledgement from leadership in this country like a national kind of mourning for the things that we have lost not just the people but essentially we've been our whole way of life has changed since march right mm -hmm. uh we haven't seen each other you know normally you know we getting together like every other month or so somebody having a party somebody's doing a little something right. so that's our little friend group but that's across the entire nation like people haven't seen their friends. They haven't traveled to see family. If people have gotten sick and recovered, they are not back to 100%. So I think it was important that that, that loss be acknowledged and um, talked about with some empathy and not somebody trying to make it all about their raggedy ass. So I appreciated the gesture and plus it looked beautiful. Like that was stunning. Of course, the people couldn't be there, but we had the lights along the reflecting pool and then all those flags and stuff on the National Mall itself leading up to um, up to the Capitol. So it was a stunning display and it was very well done. What did y'all think? Absolutely, yeah. We're, I was trying to figure out, I saw a lot of pictures of it. So were, they, were there light sticks next to each flag to illuminate the flags or... What exactly was I seeing in terms of all the flags that were there, you know, representing the, those that had passed on? So the lights that you saw, which actually I can see from the roof of my building, they were like, um, you know, those lights they used to project for the Twin Towers every year on 9-11? Mm -hmm. they're, they're smaller lights like that. So that's what you're seeing around the reflecting pool. But they have, I couldn't tell if they had spotlights shining down on the mall itself or like little spotlights, like you said, next to each of the flags on the mall, but they were lit up some kind of way. I haven't quite figured that out yet, but Absolutely. it looked crazy. It looked crazy in a good way. I would love to see uh, some Google Earth pictures of that. And I'm sure uh, when they put the documentary together about the transition of power and the inauguration that they'll bring that up. Uh, Drees, we talked about this previously on, on another episode of the podcast that you know the grieving process is a lot different uh, during the pandemic, but uh, oftentimes 
uh, the president or the leader of a country can also be the griever in chief as well. So what did you uh, see in terms of uh, the flags, the illumination and the acknowledgement of the 400,000 uh, so, uh, or so Americans who have passed on because of this terrible COVID-19? I think you're right about the grieving piece, but it, it was just even an acknowledgement of it. And I think they said this, you know, one of the commentators as, um, you know, former Vice President Pence was leaving, a commentator said like, you know, was talking about he was head of the Corona Task Force and history will kind of deal with the judgment of that, but 400,000 Americans are dead on his watch and this past administration's watch. So even the acknowledgement that 400,000 people have passed away, brothers, you know, sisters, moms, dads, daughters, like, you know, that in of itself is like the fact that we hadn't recognized that yet, right? So that's just powerful in, in, in by itself. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, you know, it's a, a good uh, first step. And look, for all intents and purposes, I know that the swearing in took place at about somewhere between 1140 and 12 o'clock uh, on Inauguration Day. But like you said, T. Petty, what we saw on Tuesday, that's the first time we saw some real adults with real business handling their business. And for all intents and purposes, that's the moment to me uh, outside of the election that inside Washington, D.C., and there, you know, with uh, presidential type uh, events that uh, Joe Biden sort of submitted everything for me uh, that, um, you know, Kamala Harris submitted everything, uh, cemented everything for me. So, um, you know, again, like you said, we're looking forward to adults uh, getting back uh, in the, the White House and seeing what's happening. Now, look, um, they better have a damn hand specialist at the White House because uh, President uh, Biden is going to get carpal tunnel syndrome signing all these goddamn bills. He signed 17 bills today. At and he one just, time. At, at one time. time. Big black folders. He's like, and he wasn't like bullshit. He like, look, made sure that the copy was correct. He looked it over, had his mask on. One, boom, two, boom. I mean, damn. So um, they saying that he may sign up to 100 executive orders, you know, within the first uh, 30 to 40 days of his administration. They better have a damn hand specialist there together. He gonna get, um, he gonna get carpal tunnel syndrome. So um, Dries, what do you think, uh, you know, give us your assessment and evaluation and you know, give us a little bit of a prediction what you think is going to happen in this first uh, 100 days of the new administration. You know, so he, he set out a pretty ambitious agenda, right? Like he said, one of the big things, right, is a hundred million people vaccinated in the first hundred days. So that that's the first thing. And people say it's possible. But like when I was doing the, doing the math, that's like a million people a day. A million people a day getting the vaccine. So I, I really do hope we're able to get folks vaccinated, but that's going to be like his primary focus, right? Yeah. When it comes to these executive orders, like he signed, I think, I don't know, 14, 16, however, whatever number. 17. 17. 17 the day that he signed. You know, the thing that I really loved about this, that they were reporting that he had surrounding him all these like um, busts and statues and paintings of just great Americans, right? Like, you know, Dr. King, um, you know, um, 
all these other like figures, John Kennedy, every, every you know, all these great figures throughout, um, uh, you know, American history, um, just there in the room as he was signing that as just a nod to the type of president he wanted to be. So I think that's the thing that stood out to me most, those symbols of what it means to be an American and who do you look to as an example? That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, he's got a pretty hefty uh, agenda in front of him, uh, not the least of which being trying to get the other $1,400 uh, in these stimulus checks to folks who desperately need uh, this for food, clothing, sheltering, or food, clothing, food, clothing, shelter, or whatever else they need it for. So, um, you know, he has worked with Mitch McConnell in the past. Mitch are going now from majority leader to minority leader. So uh, hopefully he'll be able to work with him to uh, get uh, the stimulus package uh, passed pretty quickly. T. Petty, what's your thoughts on, uh, you know, what will be involved in uh, President Biden's first 100 days? And, you know, what do you think are the top two or three tasks uh, that he needs to, um, you know, look at? Or what do you think he'll accomplish uh, most in his uh, first 100 days in office? Oh, these first 100 days, is gone. It's, a, it's a lot of work. So first priority, obviously, it's fixing the supply and logistics issues about the vaccine. Um, I think we found out, what, three, four days ago that the outgoing um, Secretary of Human Services lied. And so there is no federal um, stockpile of vaccines. Wait, wait, wait. T-Pet, I missed that. You mean oh. we, we ain't got no stockpile of vaccines? There is no federal stockpile of vaccines. Please, line. States were depending on that. Wow. So, uh, so fucked in the game on that one. And and uh, the kicker, just to, not to interrupt you, T. Petty, but the kicker on that is, is that the pharmaceutical companies offered the U.S. government 100 million extra doses at a reduced discount price, and Cheeto 45 refused that. Yep. Wow. So, so there is no federal stockpile. So uh, the Biden administration is going to have to hit the ground running in terms of um, the War Powers Act or something. They got to they just like crank out some more. So he talked about um, using the same act that was used to ramp up production um, of during World War Two of the you know the stockpiles of stuff that was needed. So going to have to do that and work with these pharmaceutical companies to crank up that production and then have an actual logistics chain in place to get it out to the states and then in people's arms. So that's number one. Number two, I think is, um, or hand in hand, is financial relief for everybody that's suffering. Because 1400 additional dollars is not enough. It needs to be a recurring monthly payment um, until businesses are able to reopen and we're able to get back to some semblance of normalcy. There is no way in hell that's going to pass with these fucking Republicans, but that's what needs to happen. And then he needs to go about like reestablishing relationships that have been fractured and broken uh, during the past four years with everybody that was supposed to be allies and then reasserting America's place of leadership in all these different things, the climate change, the nuclear deal with Iran, like all of that kind of stuff. So a lot of competing priorities, all of them very urgent. Um, so I don't know how they're gonna get it done, but 
he's optimistic that they can. Uh, T. Petty, you got me worried now because you're right. Like people just lying, just straight up lying. So you you think it's bad, but then when you get in there, you find out it's even worse. Well, that was always my thing, right? Like nobody would know how bad it truly was until somebody with some sense got in there and can see how many things have been dismantled, discarded, disregarded, and have to be reconstituted. At the same time, you have all these pressing issues everywhere so um i don't even know why biden wanted this fuck ass job four hundred thousand dollars a year is not enough for these headaches but he wanted it and he's got it so um the team that he's putting in place sounds promising i'm looking forward to it absolutely so uh t petty you hit the nail on the head the paris agreement was uh, reenacted and put in place that uh, controls, um, if I'm not mistaken, the uh, pollutions and uh, uh, harmful toxic emissions that come from plants, et cetera. So we're back in the fold with that. Uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, Justin Trudeau's pretty much sent like a love letter to the United States. He's like, Joe, what's up? How you doing? We more than just neighbors. We friends. I'm, I'm looking forward to a sleepover. You want to come over? Holler at your boy. We're here for you. We're going to be friends for life and new BFFs. So I like that. And um, uh, President Biden also uh, put a pause on the wall, which uh, sent the contractors home literally and the building and construction on the wall is stopped. So we'll see how that goes. Um, T. Petty, you also talked about, we got three brand new senators, uh, Senator Warnock, uh, Senator Ossoff, and uh, Senator Padilla, who takes the place of Kamala Harris in California, all sworn in today by our vice president. So your thoughts on them uh, coming in and 50-50 tie with uh, the Georgia elections, but our vice president would uh, be the deciding vote in any tiebreaker going forward. So I think that (laughs) the Democrats need to take advantage of what they have and leverage it. Chuck Schumer is not my cup of tea. I don't think he fights hard enough, but we'll see what happens. But in the meantime, in between time, if there are votes that come down to 50-50, Kamala Harris is a tiebreaker. So now is the time to not be timid. Democrats need to, for once, have a spine and fight for some shit. These Republicans, their party is in shambles right now. Democrats control by however slim a margin, the the Congress and the White House. So they need to get in there and get some shit done. If these Republicans won't cooperate, figure out a way to get around them and their obstruction is bullshit because it's a lot of dire stuff that's happening right now and nobody has time to play their fuck ass games. Absolutely. Dries, what's your thoughts on uh, how this is going forward, Senate, uh, U.S. House, and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, what's your thoughts on getting some things done uh, in this administration, again, uh, going forward with the uh, new cast of characters and the control uh, of the House and Senate by uh, Democrats? You know, I was super excited that, <clears throat> you know, that the, um, the Senate was like split and I was like really hopeful for it. But then T. Petty said something that just made like I had to think about it. I was like, T. Petty right on this one. It's like that Joe Manchin and them jokers who was like on, on the straddle of the fence. I was like, they, they about to be a problem. They about to be a problem. And so whenever you have stuff that's split like that, the folks who kind of go can go either way, they have like an, an outweighed influence on the mm-hmm. process. 
So, like, I think that's something we're going to have to, like, watch and keep an eye on. And Nancy, I don't know how she's going to, she's going to, you know, not Nancy, but, like, um Chuck Schumer going to keep them in line. You know, he's going to have to, like, really keep them in line um, so we can move yeah. stuff forward. So, T. Petty, I, I, you, you call this one. I'm nervous about yeah. it. I don't. So, in terms of the Senate, Chuck Schumer is not going to be controlling his caucus like Mitch McConnell controlled those damn Republicans. Joe Manchin, it's a couple other blue dog Democrats who, ugh. But they need to get information. It's shit that has to be done. So Manchin has already said he's against the $2,000 payment. Like, bruh, you from West Virginia. If anybody need $2,000, it's y'all broke asses. For, for dental alone. <laughs> I mean, for their Mountain Dew supplies, you know them motherfuckers don't go a second without that, that Mountain, Mountain Dew supplies. <laughs> and and what's hey, that? I, what's, what's that called, Drees? The uh, the stuff in the can, and they spit that. What's that called? The dude, tobacco. What? <laughs> what's that called? What? The can. What do you do? You know the, the tobacco in the can. You put it between your cheek and gum. Oh, and that's the snuff. 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 They need that skull. Snuff. <laughs> You know, hey, I don't know. Wait, I, I remind me to tell y'all that time I was in Joe Manchin's office. I got a story about being in Joe oh, Manchin's Lord. office. I won't tell it now, but like, y'all got to. They need that money for that skull and that Mountain Dew. <laughs> Come on, Joe Manchin. How you gonna that. be called Manchin and you won't put the two thousand? Get the come on, bro. That's just, yeah, no, no, sir. No, he, sir. He said that he's against that, but he is against, and he is for some things that need to happen, like the censure and removal of motherfuckers like Ted Cruz, Josh Hawley, all of them who, even after the events of January 6th, brought their stinking asses back to the Senate floor and wanted to contest the results of the election. So, mm-hmm. These investigate now. That's what I'm interested in seeing. Let these investigations <laughs> get cracking, so we can see who's who and what's what, and who's ass about to go to jail. Absolutely, and you know what they should do? They should find out where Joe Manson's DC residence is, like when he's in session, and play Thug Mansion nonstop by Tupac till he come <laughs> up off the boat and come up with the rest of the two thousand or all the money for all the people that need that. Uh, Drees Elbow, hit me with your Joe Manchin's office story. Does this involve Skull and or Mountain Dew? Or meth. Or meth. No, no, it doesn't, but it's like, <laughs> so I, I used to work for this nonprofit. I'm not going to say the nonprofit's name, but you know, they have these like, you know, heal days where you go on the hill and you kind of, you know, share your mission and whatnot. And so I, I went with somebody from West Virginia and they had a little bit of influence in West Virginia. And we was just, you know, going by and it's like, come on back, come on back in there. And so we went in and he got a nice office. I'm talking about, I think like that day we went to multiple senators office, but his office was like, that was one of the nicest office that you got. And it was just like, it was really weird being in there. I got some like funky vibes. I was like, what is, what is happening in here? But it's mm-hmm. I I you know I'll share some some other stuff like off air with y'all. But it was it was an interesting interesting experience. So I'm I'm a little nervous. Shit, okay. if my name was Joe Manchin, I have a fat ass office too. You best believe that. You, how you gonna go at the Joe Manchin's office and it be like a shanty or a shack? <laughs> 
because he's from West Virginia. It, it, it ain't no shanty. It ain't, it ain't no West Virginia shanty. That joke <laughs> is like, that joke is nice. Some, hours, some of them singers being like little cubby holes. Joe Manchin ain't in no cubby hole. For mm-hmm. our listeners in West Virginia, no offense, but I mean, I'm only going by what I've seen. Yeah, I mean, other Not than the casino, I ain't seen much of West Virginia. They got a, than, a casino in West Virginia? Yeah, we they got one in Wheeling, and I think they got one in Charlestown. Ain't that West Virginia? I mean, all I do is drive my ass through there when I have to go back to the Midwest. I don't linger. Yeah, I don't think I've ever stopped for food uh, in West Virginia. <laughs> so they'll cut through and be like, we'll just wait till we get to Pennsylvania. F it. So. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right, T-Petty, we're going to wrap it up. Your final thoughts is, hey, did y'all know this is episode 30 of the Digital Gumbo Podcast? Thanks for listening. We're available on Apple Podcasts. We're on Amazon Music. We're on Google Podcasts. Simpl- we're on uh, Simplecast. We're also on Spotify and iHeartRadio. Yes, the 30th episode, live and direct. Digital Gumbo Podcast. Download, follow, subscribe, rate, and review today. Download, follow, subscribe, rate, and review today. IG at the Digital Gumbo, Twitter at the Digital Gumbo, YouTube TV. Uh, YouTube, uh, our handle is the Digital Gumbo Podcast channel. I'm sorry, I had to get that plug in. T Petty, your final thoughts as we wrap up episode 30 of the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Shit, I forgot. Oh, okay. Uh, I know. Um, I welcome the return of sanity and competence, intelligence, um, normalcy, but I would like more than just going back to normal. I want things to be better. And so, um, Biden is striking the right tone. So I'm just really, um, interested to see what the next 30 to 60 days is going to look like. And I would love it if he could get this this vaccine situation under some kind of control so we can go back to um, living our lives outside of our homes. That would be fantastic. But congratulations to our first Black female vice president, Kamala D. Harris. Uh, this This is a good day. Today was a good day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Appreciate that. I echo those sentiments. Um, before I get to you, Drees, T. Petty, you're a Peloton rider. They talking about um, Joe and Jill may not be able to have the Peloton in the White House because it's a security risk. I was Man, like, that's some bullshit. They let Mango Unchained have an, un- an uh, unsecure Android or iPhone, whatever the fuck he had all this time. But he was, he was giving me? secrets away like candy, so... Okay, but you mean to tell me they can't figure out a way to secure the damn Peloton? I want to high five, uh, Joe and Dr. Jilly. That's what's up. They they Peloton riders, so uh, we'll see what happens. Peloton, for all we know, might get the free pub and just get them a special, you know, bike, blah 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 blah, to meet all the standards and the whole nine yards. But yeah, I was like, oh, it does make sense. It's a computer and it could be hacked, but um. Yeah, got a camera and everything. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully they'll uh, be able to uh, get some modifications uh, because a story was going around that they actually uh, fight to get them early to see who can get on the Peloton first. I'm like, damn, they ain't got two bikes. Shit. Um, Them damn bikes expensive as fuck. That's like $6,000. If you know you're about to get a $400,000 job and you got a significant other, y'all just going to get the two bikes. You know what I'm saying? And y'all got bank. 
<laughs> roller anyway. So I, it would have been his and hers. Would have, I'm like, I get a deal two for one. Boom. They I been, agree. They would have been had two bikes. But I'm we'll not see. sharing my bike with nobody's son. He going to have to get his own. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, we'll see how that works out. See if they can get uh, the secure Pelotons uh, up in the uh, White House. Drees, what's your final thoughts, man, as uh, we move on and we, you know, move uh, towards these hundred days? What are you expecting? What's your predictions? Please, sir, no predictions about death, harm, mayhem, <laughs> nothing like that. Just keep it on the straight and narrow. You, you good to kill a motherfucker. I'm going to stay away from that. So I'm going to go with this. Look, you have Vice President Harris, the first black woman, first woman, first Asian American to be vice president of the United States. You know what ain't going to happen? You ain't going to have nobody putting their dirty ass feet on the couch in the Oval Office, Kelly Ann Conway. You better believe that ain't going to happen with no black woman in the White House. You ain't putting your dirty feet on the couch. And I'm, I'm looking forward to more spices <laughs> when it comes to the meals in the White House. I know Michelle brought some stuff as the first lady, but this is the vice president. And she 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 mixed with black folks and Asian cuisine. Do you know mm. all those spices that mix together there? Mm. I hope she be the first vice president to introduce chitlins. Now, sir, she is from I'm California, not the South. But no, I'm <laughs> I saying. I thought you was going to say like lamb tacos with like Lowry's. Oh, no. no. <laughs> Chitlins. I'm looking forward to Chitlins. Oh, Lord. I thought you was going to say curry tacos or something or something that would bring. Yeah, you you put curry spice on Chitlins. Oh, It'll be God. a fusion. They call that fusion. Fusion with trash. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so my two things is that I'm just looking forward to them having a garden back at the White House. Um, I know that Big Macs and Diet Cokes do not grow from a garden. So real green leafy vegetables, <laughs> and positive messages about the nutrition pyramid. That'll be coming up. And then the Easter egg roll is going to be lit this year. It's going to be like back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Might have some real real deal music artists you might have a dj on the lawn whatever it's gonna be all good so you know just the the normal things you know like uh nobody was really going for the tickets for the easter egg roll and the uh the tree lighting ceremony and all that stuff no more we red christmas trees exactly i don't think yeah, no black it. people who no. ever do no red christmas tree mm, mm, mm. yeah that's too much even for us so yeah and uh, i echo what you're saying uh, on the, the white house being clean $500,000 to deep clean the White House. That doesn't guarantee that no one's going to get COVID or what have you, but can you imagine the things that the people that had to clean the White House in that very short window they, they found? They cleaned that in what, six to eight hours? No, six they, eight they hours. started it last night. They started okay. last night. Okay, they did. Okay, okay. I've been okay. to say. All right. They probably had to put police, don't come in here. We did the carpets. Don't come back in here. This is clean. <laughs> yeah, 500 Wait, you grand. Think, you think they're going to put some plastic on the furniture? Remember how like your grandma used to have like plastic? They, they probably in the living did. room like the wrong generation. <laughs> Kamala's not of that generation. They probably did put the plastic on the furniture well after they cleaned it. If they started Tuesday night, like don't come in here and then boom, because you know people like to come in and put their feet up on on the couch and whatnot. So well, by it. then you know most people were gone. Like they fled like rats. I wonder what they stole. What do you think they stole? I, they was leaving with like packages. No, no, boxes no. And I, no, they said Trump left a letter for for Joe Biden. I wonder what that what that letter. Yeah. 
They, he was asked it. about it. He said it was a generous letter. So mm-hmm. I'm sure. Okay. He, a generous was, letter written in crayon. That it was and I, his press secretary because believe it or not, press briefings are happening at the White House again every day. So she said that it was a generous and gracious letter. I'm sure she probably meant to say generous and gracious for that bitch ass. But uh, he said it's secret and he's not going to talk about it until he talks to him. And God knows that's not going to happen because that motherfucker wouldn't even mention his name. So, you know, he's not going to talk about it. But all I want to hear about them is indictments, going broke and going to prison. I don't give a fuck what they're doing in Florida and no goddamn where else. I don't care. Absolutely. Let me know when the indictments are unsealed and they're going to get arrested. That's all I want to know about. And they haven't even come out with this full list of this 145 pardons that he did at Buck Crack of Dawn on uh, Wednesday. So we'll see uh, who else will be on this list. I heard a lot of well-connected folks, financiers, uh, other folks. So we're well, waiting to see uh, what the list is. Lil Wayne was on there. Oh, boy. Kwame Kilpatrick. Wait, 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 wait. You said Lil Wayne? Yeah. What was he on there for? What did he, he get pardoned for? He had a federal gun charge. Oh, jeez. He was on there. Uh, Kwame Kilpatrick, the former mayor of Detroit, he was on there. So I guess he'll be getting out of the hooskow. Steve Bannon was on there. Do you think Kwame Kilpatrick looks like Killer Mike? I don't. No. Just because you're big. <laughs> only black, only, only, only white people that think they black have, people look alike say stuff like that. They have a similar <laughs> cranial facial structure. No, they don't. They're just both big and dark. They don't uh, look anything alike. All right. Maybe that's just me. I'm sorry. No offense, <laughs> uh, former Mayor Kilpatrick. Or <laughs> no offense, Killer Mike. I don't want anybody from uh, running, jewels, running my jewels. That's just an observation. <laughs> I have been corrected by my co-host, so I am wrong. We can just uh, expunge that from my record. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, y'all, uh, we're about to get on out of here. You've been listening to the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Thanks again for riding with us. Uh, T. Petty has some business, so she will not be on the after pod. That'll be episode 31 coming up right after this. So it's going to be the boys only, me and Drees, and we uh, are going to go ahead and uh, bang out the after party. T. Petty, I hope you're able to join us for the next one. We're going to save all the animal stories for you. How about that? <laughs> We're going to miss you, T. Hold Petty. Hold on. Hold on. Change of plans. Uh-oh. What? All right. My, uh, my appointment has been rescheduled to tomorrow. Oh, all right. After party. All right. So listen, uh, y'all been listening to the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Thanks for riding with us. Remember, download, follow, subscribe, rate, and review today. Download, follow, subscribe, rate, and review today. Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Simplecast, iHeartRadio. And we want to give a shout out to everybody in Great Britain and in Northern Ireland. We saw the downloads and the listen spike out there. So we want to thank y'all. Continue to ride with us. If you like us, please tell a friend. Remember, we're on IG at The Digital Gumbo. We're on Twitter at The Digital Gumbo. Our YouTube channel is The Digital Gumbo Podcast, uh, The Digital Gumbo YouTube channel, and you can find us pretty much anywhere. Just Google us, type in The Digital Gumbo Podcast. We're also on smart speakers, but I'm not going to do the smart speaker names because T. Petty hates that. And I heard a couple people was not too uh, happy about us uh, saying they're uh, smart. Uh, smart I was trying to tell you, next I time know. listen to me. I will not say, Alexa, listen to the Digital Gumbo Podcast or, hey, Google, 
play the digital gumbo podcast. See, I'm not going to do that this week. I'm not going to do that. Direct all your angry emails to who? Nookie Bishop Jr. That's right. I'm Listen, we may do an advice column or read some emails on the podcast. So I have a special email address for y'all. This is my real email address. NookieBishopJR at gmail.com. NookieBishopJR at gmail.com. Now look, advice, love advice, money advice, life advice, but don't be sending me those things about talking about you like a 22 year old such and such from such and such and you're looking for your green cards and all that. I ain't got time for that. But if you got some serious feedback about the show, hit me up on my personal email, NookieBishopJR at gmail.com, NookieBishopJr at gmail.com. T. Petty, thanks so much for joining us for the uh, after party. We got some funny stuff we're gonna talk about. Y'all ready to get over to there? Let's get to it. All right, y'all.